And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And we're doing part two now to our three-year extravaganza show. We had some technical difficulties, and we also spent a lot of time on one person or one uh, position, but we're going to pick it up from there. So we have a bunch of people in the room tonight, but first of all, I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Broen. Hey, welcome everyone, and uh, Merry Christmas. You can find me at Dynasty Madman on the Twitter box. Why does your name say Bah Humbug? I know, it's really not, it's not really in tune with my brand, but I, I always like that. I, I, you know, everybody <laughs> says Merry Christmas, Good Morning, it's kind of, ah, Bah Humbug. <laughs> okay, and Shane Manila. Hey, so just as a follow-up, so... I tweeted out one more time, Antonio Gibson versus Miles Sanders. <laughs> and this time, the results were 50-50 down the middle. Yeah. So that's how fickle we are as a community. Antonio we, Gibson won 65% the week before. Was out one week. Sanders had a good week. And then it was 50%. Uh, 50/50. But uh, hi. Happy Christmas or whatever. I mean, if you celebrate it, fine. If you're Jew, um, Hanukkah already happened. So I hope you had a good Hanukkah. Um, if you don't celebrate Christmas cause you know, whatever, then fine. That's fine too. Just say happy care. holidays. It's easy. Happy holidays. <laughs> there you go. And yes, the Antonio Gibson is a, is a sore subject laughing part for all of us after spending so much time last week. Um, but you know, we all were in our semifinals this week going into the finals. Um, there's a bunch of people going into fantasy bowls this weekend. Unfortunately for me, I was in eight semifinals and I lost seven of the eight, which really sucked. That's bad, <laughs> well, no, it's 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 a product of me having the same so many of the same players on all my teams, you know. But um, mm-hmm. hey, listen, to be in eight was great. But the one that we I did advance in is actually one that the three of us do together. And we've actually had people from that league on our show as guests and everything. And it's the DFB invitational. And we advanced in that, um, to that, to the fantasy bowl in there. And Jeremy, you know, I know you've had a lot of the guests on the show and everything, but tell everybody why it's such a big deal for us next week. Oh man. Uh, the DFB invitational. Well, first of all, dude, fantasy bro invited us to this, um, Scott Barrett. And um, it's a league that consists of us, the pod, the, the official league podcast, as he calls us. And we're in this league with a veritable who's who in fantasy football. Matthew Barry, Graham Barfield, as I mentioned, Scott Barrett, Evan Silva, um, on and on. Davis Maddock, our buddy Bob Harris, Jeff Collins from Numberball, um, just all kinds of uh, quality people. Pat Thorman. And last year, you know, was the startup draft and our team was... Um, pretty much trash we, we finished second from the bottom of a, in a 12 teamer you know we finished as the 11th team and you know just a lot of a lot of jokes and a lot of things you know barbs and stuff sent our way and we weathered the storm we drafted justin herbert we did some other stuff um, made some moves some trades acquired justin jefferson from scott barrett which we'll be rubbing in later because they they said that they stole our first round pick for Justin Jefferson because we were going to finish probably last in the league and they were going to get Trevor Lawrence with that pick. (laughs) And instead we finished middle of the pack, you know, top six team with the sixth best record, make the playoffs in our second second year. The most points. Yes. Yeah. Right. The second most points. We, we, we finished sixth overall record, but we had a losing record at six and seven, but you know, we had a lot of points against anyways, we make the playoffs. We knock off Danny Kelly in the first round pretty decisively. And then again, decisively, we knocked off Graham Barfield we on our way. Shame because I like Graham, but we fucking stomp that dude. Yeah. <laughs> we do love Graham. He's a great guy. We've had him on the show. He's a lot of fun. He wished us well after we beat him, and all he said was, you better beat Matthew Barry, like Graham did last year. Anyways, we're taking on Matthew Barry in the championship game, the title game. Pretty excited about that. And, yes, we definitely want to win. And I – I have to tell you, I have to be honest. If you fuckers think I'm unbearable now, <laughs> um, we beat Matt Barry in the championship. It's going to be fucking disgusting how obnoxious I am. I know. Oh, wait a second. Maybe we'll get a new shirt for the store, you know? You have to. <laughs> that would be so amazing. Hey, so, who, who beat Matthew Barry in the DFB? <laughs> <laughs> Dynasty Trades HQ. Oh, my you- God. Can we, that would be, oh, that would be such a great Dynasty we have a shirt that says Dynasty Trades HQ beat who? You know, because maybe we're not allowed to use his name, but we can uh, put his you know. face on it. Or something. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, that would be amazing. So uh, 
yeah, I, I'm glad we, we mentioned it. I know uh, we, we've also talked a lot about leaving leagues and doing things. So something like that will wrap up at the end of the year with maybe our final show. We'll talk about some leagues and trades and everything. But we just wanted to, to let everybody know that. And before we bring in our guests for a second time in a row, Shane, tell everybody about who's sponsoring our guests. Oh, well, we have news. Um, our news is sponsored by FantasyData.com. And if you use the promo code TRADESHQ. All in caps. All in caps, yeah. Use all in caps. <laughs> you um, always forget that part. <laughs> TRADESHQ. Just TRADESHQ. All in uh, caps. All in caps. Um, and today's <laughs> It's funny because he told us that the first show we ever said that they were our sponsor. And we've not forgotten. We have it on the show sheet. And it was him who brought them to us. And he forgets to say that every time. <laughs> all in caps. All in caps. All in caps. So there was big news today. There was um, Josh Rosen signed with the 49ers. That's Woo! huge, right? Uh, yeah, oh, but, 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 sure. but, 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 but we're not doing news. We have, oh, never mind. we have two people sitting here waiting for us to oh, finish. Yeah. They are the news, remember? Yeah, you know. Podcast members. <laughs> Shut up. Esteemed friends. So everybody that listened last week, you would have heard that we had <laughs> we had the Rookie Fever guys here on our show, our really good friends, uh, Shane, uh, Swags. Wait, wait, wait. Swags. Do people just call you Swags? Do they call you Swagzilla? Do they call you Shane? What do you? It's just pretty much Swags, isn't it? I call him Toe Drag Swag. I don't know what you guys call him. <laughs> um, yeah, outside of you guys, fifty percent of the people I talk to call me Dad, and then there's like my wife who calls me Shane, and my ex calls me Shane. That's about it. And then. But but I mean, dude, my my daughter's actually awesome. Like I've said before, like that's my number one fan right there. Like she, like I'll like I'm the number one swags, like the one and only swags. Like she knows, like she kind of follows what we do. Like I mean, that's she cool. talks about like people I work with because she hears your guys' names. You know, like we talk about feverish around here. You know, like <laughs> two drinks a big deal around. You know what I mean? It's just really the way it is. Like even. You know, first of all, thanks for having us on. For a fact, <laughs> you're welcome. Yes. But, but you're welcome. Think about your answer now. Okay? Even at even at uh, dinner, though, like just because I mean, it started with two drink, but she's like, my son's like, oh, so are we going in and recording with two drink? I'm like, no, actually, we're not. But it'd be pretty funny if you showed up and not me. He's like, oh, if I go, we're talking about Animal Crossings all night long. Oh, like, that's so funny. That is great. Which is a my a, kids a game. play that too. Yeah. yeah, pretty good game. So uh, if you guys want, I can get him. <laughs> In other words, we're going to just blow off Fanaro again for this week? Yeah, what? why not? Why no, not? dude, this is this is like the, the feverish hour. No, no yeah. But, you, you sound amazing tonight, Michael. Yeah, so, but, oh, but my name you. is Shane, and you would like technically pronounce my name Swagger. My mother, who it's not even her real name, would be the only one to correct us though like even my dad was like swag to like all his friends that you know shouldn't have been around doing the stuff they were doing like that's what they would call him dude just add a g so we can call you shane swagger that's what everybody wants to do anyway well, right right it, dude it's funny too like whenever i have to show my id or anything like that like people make a big deal about it so it's kind of, it's it's i just got lucky i guess kind of well that's cool you know with with michael Fanaro. Your name, Aardvark TV, even coming into the Dynasty community and being all over the place with uh, D with DFF and with What's with, an Aardvark? with all the things you've done. You know, when I first joined DFF, they asked me to change my FF Blitz to DFF Blitz, and I said I I didn't want to. I wanted to keep my name, and I know you did the same thing. You kept yep. Aardvark TV, so. Yep. Um, Welcome back. Thank you for being Thanks. here, and I'm glad your but, sound but is I, better. I do have to say something. If you were to ask Fanaro how he said his name, he wouldn't say Fanaro. Oh, yeah. So, so, so I said it wrong. That. I'm so yeah. sorry. Actually, for years, people have said Fanaro instead of instead of the correct pronunciation of my name, which is Fanaro. So why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I don't correct people much. I mean, even my mom calls me Fanaro. Everybody calls me Fanaro. So, you know, I'm just so it's your middle it. name then that's Aardvark? I'm totally confused. Yeah. Uh, you should have told me after five years of knowing each other. <laughs> Yeah, but Fanaro sounds better anyway. So, oh, okay. You know, keep doing it. Um, 
no aardvark is the the name of my video production company so it was a it was a handle for my my video production company and i just kept it and kind of assimilated it and it's been you know i just didn't want to change it it's it's kind of with all the video stuff i do to be honest with you i've actually gotten a decent amount of work um we it's do a, a catchy lot name i'll say that it's tough to forget aardvark tv it really is i mean you don't see the word aardvark a lot and right. uh, so maybe yep. it helps with marketing and stuff it's neat it actually does like you could have people could lose my business card and six seven or even eight years later they remember the name aardvark they look it up they look me up i'm still around they give me a call it it actually has come in very handy just because it's such an unusual word i actually ran into a hypnotist that says that he uses that word to put people under because it's the least used word in the English language, aardvark. Wow. Nobody says it. What, Nobody was the, says it. what was the reason you ended up calling your company that? <sighs> well, I'm 46 years old, started my company when I was 26, and back then there was a phone book. And A-A, The phone book was alphabetical, yeah, so A-A. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yep. Nothing more complex than that. Not why he's going to see a psychic. <laughs> are you going to see a psychic? Like, were they trying to help you with fantasy football stuff? It was. It, it made it, me think of office awesome. space when he said uh, it. That was actually a client. <laughs> not, not. I was not the client. He was a client of mine. I actually was doing some promotional videos for him. Well, that's awesome. And you do some, <laughs> you, you just said, yeah, he, he just started laughing by a text, uh, a message at Jeremy. Well, Jeremy, what did you just write in that chat? Oh, uh, no, I just stole his aardvark. I'm starting a new company. It's going to be called Aardvark Xylophone. Can't forget all <laughs> the letters, man. That's awesome. <laughs> so, you know, we, we tried last week to, to have a show with you guys coming on and talking about rookies. And we were going to talk about all positions. And we ended up talking for over an hour just about the running back position, partly because Shane kept bringing up Antonio Gibson. But, um, but also we had some technical difficulties with you. So... Tonight, we were going to bring up the rest of the positions, the wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks, whatever you guys would like to talk about. Probably wide receivers because they're sexier than quarterbacks oh, yeah. and tight ends. Oh, yeah, for sure we're doing wide receivers. I, like, literally, right now, I can't even – And I mean, part of it's probably because I just took a two-hour nap, but I can't even think of a rookie tight end <laughs> by name. Well, yeah, but but uh, but Aardvark TV, uh, he has his, uh, his uh, tight end garden and stuff. So, um, oh, wow. You've yeah. That, have you? Yeah, it's awesome. But go ahead. So we're going to leave it up to you, gentlemen, to talk about what yeah. you'd like to talk about since we kind of spent so much time on the other side last time. You want me to do the the um, wide receiver rankings like 16 times and then on the 17th time you can actually hear me? Or do you want me to go ahead and get right into it? No, it sounds wait, like we you, could hear wait, you. you we said could... your rankings? <laughs> no, not yet. We never did. Well, actually, if you'd like to, if you want to, before we get started on the wide receivers, if you want to tell us your running back rankings, because we had so much problems oh, last time. I think time. we did that. I think oh, we yeah, did no, that. I got them last time. Okay, yeah, we got that. So then why don't you talk about your wide receivers then? <laughs> yeah, so so the I don't think I don't think this is a real big deal, but I guess it kind of is for me. Um, I've been reluctant to put Justin Jefferson at one because of CD Lamb. Um, and in the last couple of weeks, I've done that. Justin Jefferson is now my wide receiver one. Um, I'm not doing Congrats. that. I'm not doing that necessarily because um, just uh, you know, this year, obviously this is dynasty, but Justin Jefferson has done something pretty special. I look back in the last five years and um, do you guys know what the, the hit rate and we'll, we'll define the hit rate of a rookie wide receiver, the hit rate definition would be at least a wide receiver too. So a top 24 wide receiver um, from a rookie, you know how common that is? Uh, 14.8%. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it seriously is really low. I'm going to say less than 14%, but... Yeah, so it's uh, it's less than three <laughs> percent. Yeah, so that's way less than fourteen percent. Okay. Yeah. So what's I mean, it for a wide receiver one? Yeah, so that's so yeah, so a wide receiver one. I don't even have those statistics, but I do know <laughs> that the last wide receiver one that we saw was Michael Thomas, hmm. who finished as a wide receiver seven in two thousand sixteen. We had no wide receiver ones in seventeen, no wide receiver ones in eighteen, uh, no wide receiver ones in nineteen. In fact, in nineteen, eighteen, and seventeen, we only had one wide receiver two so real quick um i am i am a mathologist and <laughs> over the last three seasons prior to this year we had a zero percent wide receiver one yes that rate. would be correct i mean our last year alone aj brown was uh and we're all still excited about aj brown he was a wide receiver 21 last year now he missed wow. three games but 
Is that um, what you're and you're going by overall scoring that? Yeah, overall. Uh, I'm doing no. I'm doing. He was a wide receiver one last year. But I if, mean, a wide receiver twenty one of all the wide receivers last year. Overall points, yes. Overall, yep. But if that's true, and you guys do the Rookie Fever show, why is it that everybody believes that when they get these rookies that they're going to have league winners in the first year? The statistics well, show that it's not going to happen. Well, in year one. In year one, it's not going to happen. That's correct. And I think that's what makes Justin Jefferson so special is that he did do – he did just that. He's, he's wide receiver eight on the season right now. Wow. He just went up against – I think it was Chicago this week. Yeah. He was like a top five against the wide receiver position and still wound up putting 100 yards up. He's got New Orleans next week, which seems tough, but not for him. You know, I mean, it's, yeah, it's exactly a thousand really, yards this year. Yeah, he's unbelievable. He's already tied uh, Randy Moss's uh, reception record. He's going to crush that. Um, it's 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 special. It's Michael Thomas special. So yeah, I, I, I can't well, I can't keep putting him underneath CD Lamb because that's where he's supposed to go. I can't do it anymore. Good. The thing about it is, is it, it's better than Michael Thomas because Michael Thomas is a creation of nothing but volume. Yeah, um, Michael yep. Thomas really isn't that good. I know he went to uh, Jeremy's. Um, Could you imagine though having both Michael Thomas and Justin Jefferson on the same roster? Well, this year, no, because Michael Thomas didn't play much. So, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Uh, I Mike know that Evans for sure. And AJ Brown. <laughs> I still, my favorite thing about Justin Jefferson is, and <clears throat> most of us thought it. Most of us said, "Well, he's a slot receiver." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that's he's mm -hmm. going to be limited when he gets to the NFL. In the first couple of weeks that he struggled, they played him out of the slot, and then they moved him outside, and he fucking destroyed the earth. Yeah. Um, I don't know what lesson there is to take from that, other than wow. <laughs> and then a lot of people also said, "Oh my He's god, awesome. they can't believe they moved on from Stefan Diggs." And you know, Diggs has played great in Buffalo, but it, it's like they haven't even lost a step. And and Justin Jefferson's better than him, uh, at least for his rookie year this year. In 2000, right too, man. The naysayers were all on the fact that Justin Jefferson had we just wasn't going to be able to do it. Wasn't going to be able to do it. Wasn't going to do it from the slot. I mean, ev everybody said he'll be good, but this, but that, and then he he goes and shows out like this. I think they're. All, I mean, everybody's surprised. Go ahead, Fenero. I didn't I mean, when, the, when the Eagles drafted him, I or when the Eagles drafted Rager, I was like, hey, that's awesome because Jefferson's a slot guy, and they have 116 tight ends. The Eagles do, so they don't need a slot guy. Oops. Matt, what was what, what what actually was Jefferson's ADP uh, in, back in April? What what was he? Where was he being drafted? Probably late, like late first, two hundred one to two hundred six. Nah, late first maybe. Yeah, you're. You know what? I drafted first round for sure. Yeah. Would you like a twelve team or would you like? <laughs> uh, Whatever you got. Why don't you do a twelve team? Because most most leagues are twelve teams. So we'll go with rookie um, rookies. Now it'll go to May, I believe, on its own. Right? Is that kind of May? Leave the da, question was da, April. Da, April. Da, well, da. I don't want to go to April because April's stupid. Because April yeah. includes before the draft. But that was I my agree. point. That's what I wanted to know. What was he before the draft? What were people talking about him going into the draft? What What was his and ADP? Go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, well, that's why I asked May. him. <laughs> that's what came up. But he was the huh, he was ninth overall. Um, in one yes. league draft, in one quarterback draft in May, <laughs> he looked at one league in one draft. So. Yeah, I said I meant one quarterback <laughs> leagues in um May. He was the ninth player overall. So he then, was in, ninth in, player, player overall in April as well. Okay, so in Superflex, he'd be pushed down though to around the end of the first round because the quarterbacks would have gone in front of him in Superflex. Completely possible. Yes, I can look that up as well, and I will. And uh, in Superflexes, he was actually off the board at 111. So, so then, Michael, you said you had to put him at number one, even though people say it should be CeeDee Lamb. The, the whole premise from last week, if we go back to what the premise was, was now that we've gone through 14 weeks at the time, now yes. we're 15, you were going to redo your list and, and put players where they should be based on what's happened so far this year. So yep. regardless of whether people think CD should be one, or it seems to me the overwhelming consensus yep. from everybody would be that it would be Justin Jefferson. And the hell with what people think. <laughs> you everybody, at this point, everyone's taking Justin Jefferson. Everybody moves Justin Jefferson up to their rookie wide receiver one i think after he eviscerated atlanta and if not by then definitely when he destroyed chicago um the first time 21 and a half points because if you remember there was that fun little stretch there where the wide receiver one was cd lamb then it was t higgins and then 
pretty much for the last 10 weeks, it's been, uh, it's been, what's his face? The guy we're talking about now. <laughs> yeah, true. Well, Jefferson. And we'll see, you know, with, with Dak Prescott coming, you know, coming back. I mean, Lamb, Lamb did well. So I, I don't fault anybody for saying he's number one. I'm, I, I'm excited to see where I'm assuming Finero has Lamb at number two, but I'm excited to see where these guys have. Um, do you agree, Swags? Do you have? Jefferson at number one too. So yeah, man, I I do. And when Fenero and I did Fenero, we did this what four weeks ago. Yep. Light and I have I have those in front and of me. Too. At that yep. point, um, I had CD Lamb above yeah. above Jefferson, and I kind of was like, man, people are getting carried away. But I mean, at this point, he has seven touchdowns on the season. That's second among wide receiver rookie wide receivers, and then. Uh, 1,182 yards, seventh among all wide receivers, 1,184. Um, that's his all-purpose yard, second among all rookies. And, and you know, Fenero, correct me if I'm wrong, and I know this was me, but Justin Jeff, this is the mistake we made, and I think this is a great mistake, but we had Justin Jefferson as our redraft rookie wide receiver one. We we actually liked this situation, and we were kind of calling for it, so it was, it was hard to come out. Nice of that but then like we get to this point and we're like wait maybe he's my dynasty wide receiver one at this point too i mean adam thalen's gonna be gone i I don't know i i like justin jefferson a lot i like the situation and i mean anytime dalvin's out of the game it's a justin justin jefferson week you can plug it and play it i remember early when i was trying to make decision and decisions in the late first between rager and jefferson i was going rager i'm yeah i've gone rager nine out of ten times and um i wanted to i wanted to ask shane real quick just just being the eagles fan and being so close to the team um what are your feelings on jalen rager and and where would you kind of just kind of slot him in considering what you've seen this year I mean, you can't rank them obviously unless you're smoking like green crack. You can't put <laughs> ahead of, ahead of Justin Jefferson. You can't put ahead of him ahead of CD Lamb. Of course, you can't not. put him in front of T Higgins. To be honest with you, at this point, I mean, I can't. you'd be probably hard pressed to get him in your top five. And if you are, you're just not. I don't want to say you're you're discounting what ha- what's happened this year. But um, Swag's got him at eight. Yeah, Swag's is holding I'll, up I'll eight fingers. Over, I'll tell you what, I'd still take him over Jerry Judy. Um, is that a product it, of his quarterback, or is that him? That's. I mean, one, he's been injured a lot. He's only played eight yeah. games. Two, his quarterback play was Carson Wentz was the worst, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Right. But then there's Drew um, Locke. <laughs> I mean, it's not that he's been bad, but it's hard to ignore Justin Jefferson with Justin Jefferson did and CD Lamb and T Higgins have all done. Yeah. Um, I get what you're saying there with Rager above Judy. I, I have that too because I'm I've never been as high on Judy as a lot of people, and I, I think Rager's truly talented. It's just a shame that it didn't happen this year for lots of reasons. Didn't happen, but I like what you guys have so far um, at one and two, and it Higgins at three. You, but you know what's funny though, he because he even started off the whole premise of the fact that the the percentages is so small for those guys to hit anyways. But but we joked last week about circling back. But I did want to circle back just to ask both of you guys one last question uh, um, about Jefferson. You guys say he's your number one wide receiver. Is he your one point oh one of the entire rookie class, or is he just the one point oh one in wide receivers? Yeah, I have to put the running. I'm always going to put the running backs. Um, I mean, even though Justin, I mean, Justin Jefferson, like, again, this, it's so rare, but I would probably still put Swift and Taylor. So yeah. he'd be your third overall then? Yeah. Swags, same with you, or what do you think? Um, yeah, probably about that. And in a super flex world, I mean, I'm throwing all three quarterbacks in front of him too, if, if we're playing that way. And then probably, yeah, a couple of the running backs and – I I uh, I totally get it though, man. I'm I'm slowly like becoming closer and closer to like the guy that's ending up with a lot of rookie wide receivers versus running backs, you know, and kind yeah. of leaning more towards like what Shane said at the beginning of the show. Like, there's something sexier about them. The longevity is there, especially if you don't feel like you have a super strong roster. Like, I'd rather bank on some wide receivers, but I'm still taking Swift or Taylor personally, but. It's uh, I don't I'm not gonna argue against anybody that prefers Lamb there or their their favorite wide receiver honestly. So that's interesting. So even after being the uh, such a great rookie season with him, you got him down at six or seven then in a super flex. 
Um, so with your wide receivers then, Jeremy wants to hear your third, and he's hoping it's T. Higgins, he says. But what is your third? Yeah, Can so you appease I, him, Fanero? Yeah, sure. So I already kind of already gave him I already gave him hand signals, so he knows. T. <laughs> yeah. but, look at how, look at that huge smile on his face, though. <laughs> but, but these but these last these next two rather um, are really really tight for me, and that's T. Higgins and Brandon Ayuk. Um, I have them super tight. Uh, T. Higgins is three, and I have Ayuk at at um, at four, right behind him. And I have that flip flop. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't so blame I have, you at all. Ayuk then Higgins, and it was tough. But I mean, the way Ayuk has played, coming off the injury, I mean, since what week three when he really started putting it on, I mean, he mm-hmm. didn't let up, mm-hmm. and that's through all kinds of like COVID problems with the team, crappy quarterback play. You know, um, yeah, I like Brandon Ayuk a lot, and I I threw him above Higgins, but I was with you, Fanero. Like, kind of like at one point, if like I have Higgins scratched off. And then moved Ayuk up. So yeah, I mean, he's it's, electric. It's close. Yeah, Ayuk is electric. So good after the catch. That's going to be really nice yep. for that team for a, for a long time. Because I really forgot about him. I, mean, I forget re- about him. I forgot him what? For second. Forgot no, about I just him? saying I forgot about him. He's been he's been an absolute monster this year. Monster. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> yep. What I was going to say is I I really still love Debo, um, and so I've been mm-hmm. reluctant to kind of like ball for Brandon Ayuk, but it's impossible now. I mean, um, what he's done this season and after missing three games, misses three games, has 95 targets. He's like third in targets um, of the all the rookie wide receivers. He has almost 800 yards, again, in limited play. Um, he's, yeah, he's he's the one on that team right now. So you would take, both of you would take him over uh, Rager? I would. Yeah, they yeah. did. Well, they did. <laughs> Jeremy's Higgins like, they and did. Ayuk and Ayuk and Higgins, they haven't even given yeah. us. There. Yeah, so they both have them over Rager. So, yeah, so that that's your one, two, that's your one through four. You guys both swap your threes and fours. Are you guys yeah. uh, on the same page with five, six, seven, or are you guys all over the place? We, we, when we did this in week 10, we were dangerously close to each other, but we would, nice. you know, we would miss, we would, we talked about doing a consensus, and I looked at that for this show. I looked at trying to do that. But I also know that when we did this, when Swags and I did this in week 10, there was monumental changes, honestly. And I know they shouldn't swing that much, but we're not talking about the top end stuff. We're talking about now, you know, wide receiver five, six, seven. So we might be a little different. I did put Jerry Judy. I know that Shane's going to disagree. Um, I did put Jerry Judy right below uh, my Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. And uh, where do you have uh, Jerry Judy, Swags? Same. Okay, there you I go. I want Jerry Judy as well. I mean, it might not be next year, but at some point he's going to have a better quarterback. And I think that he's still uh, a, the better prospect, personally. Shane's about to get mad at us here. Yeah, better than Hamler. Yeah. He was yeah. adjusting yeah. himself in the chair. I don't, I, don't with you guys. I don't know if he's the best rookie wide receiver on his team, to be quite honest. With you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a guy that doesn't even like KJ some Hamler love. KJ yeah, man, I thought KJ Hamler was one of those guys that came in like with the two left hands, like you know what I mean, like <laughs> couldn't catch it. And 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 he showed a little bit of that, but then he amazingly, I don't know, grew out of it, whatever. Um, put it all together and started being able to catch the ball better. So if he can do that, I mean, that he's he's been um really good. I'm I'm surprised because I'm not a big fan of his either. Like Shane said, well, that's but he's looking great. And rookies, like you said, when they do well their rookie years, when there's something to build on. That's significant, and what he's done is not insignificant. So wait, but wait, but but you two guys, where do you guys have Hamler in your in your top tens? Not in my top ten. They're not. <laughs> it's a great nah, question. I was going to. I was going to joke around that he wasn't in there. I think that's a. <laughs> Yeah, he's not. He's not in there. I mean, we can always ra- we can always circle back to it so, at the end of the show, Swags. But I know you and I did a trade this week where I, I traded you Hamler. So um, I, I, I want to have fun with a rookie wide receiver here, Jerry Judy. Um, <laughs> it's called guess his catch percentage. Would you say <laughs> it is higher or lower than Manute Bowles' free throw percentage? <laughs> I'm not oh really God. sure. I know Manu Bolts. Yeah, exactly. You're going to say that his catch rate is higher than Manu Bolts' free throw percentage career wise. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say higher. Higher. 
Yes, not by a lockout <laughs> because nice. Newt Bowles shot 40% from the foul line. <laughs> and Jerry Judy's catch rate. 45. Yeah, 45% in his rookie year. That's not <laughs> wow. great. Wow. That's um, not at all. 90, he's got 41 targets on, or excuse me, 41 receptions on 91 yeah, targets. And they, it's not like they've used him as a deep threat. Now, part of that is that Drew Locke is as inaccurate as he is. Honestly, it's not even just Drew Locke. It's Blake Bortles, Brett Rippon. Like, who hasn't thrown Jerry Judy the ball this year? Like, too short, too long, right? Five yeah. quarterbacks. So, so Shane, then but, you you actually gave a stat that goes against your joke that you made that Judy right. isn't even the best rookie on the team. Oh no, no, no. yeah, I was joking, dude. I, Jerry Judy's a guy that um, he should you should be look. The, the good thing about this rookie class is that you could have hit on four of them, and then there's still some guys you can buy low on. You could still go, you know what though, Jerry Judy. There's reason to expect that he's going to get better because you know I, I don't think he ever dropped the pass during his time at Alabama. Um, and meanwhile, he's dropping everything left and right, even when it hits him in the hands in um, Denver. Um, and part of it, maybe he's doing it on purpose. Maybe he just knows Drew Locke sucks, and he's trying to expedite his uh, his exit. Oh, expedite, yeah, sure. Expedite. He's yeah. going to play bad because he wants to get get, yeah. get traded. <laughs> but, I mean, that's a, that's great about this rookie class. There's still guys you could buy low on. Yeah. You know, you could oh, buy yeah, Lager and sure. Judy. Um, for sure. Because they didn't have the, the balling rookie seasons that some of the other guys did. So, Finero, my next guy leads the rookie wide receivers in touchdowns. Yeah, yes. that's that's also my next guy. Uh, so you guys wow, are. See, you guys have you a good Yeah, you guys you are, right? It. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> and, that, and that's Chase Claypool. Yeah. Would, that be 11, would that be 11? No, um, we're at well, six. I think no, how many touchdowns? Oh, 11 touchdowns. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he has 11 all-purpose and eight through the air. Does that sound right? So he has yeah. three rushing touchdowns? Yeah. yeah he had, when he was hot, he was doing yeah. it from all over the field. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, he hasn't been hot for no, a while. Very, very cold. So Mike was a, he was after but, the uh, after the Eagles game. You know, there was all the Mapletron talk, right? He was going to be. Yeah, he might have been. He might have been the number one wide receiver of the rookie class for fourteen minutes. Yeah, um, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I mean, and part of it, you know, you have to blame Juju. I mean, Mike Tomlin's over there, dude. You dropped the ball. You you fumbled it. Bengals got the ball. We're just going to start throwing the ball to a guy who's dropped it 353,000 times this year because you obviously suck. Plus, plus it's a contract year. Don't really care about you anymore, so we're going to throw to these guys over here. Peace out, Juju. But that's part of it, too, Writing man. Him out of the script. Juju's going to be gone, and this guy's already done really good. I mean, last year there were two rookies, not even uh, overall, like running backs and everybody. Your Josh Jacobs, your Miles Sanders, two rookies had eight touchdowns, and that was Darius Slayton. And as we know, A.J. Brown, and look how crazy we went about them. This year, the sure. wide receivers, it, it goes to, um, right now, Justin Jefferson's at seven. And then, like we just said with Claypool, I mean, it's freaking crazy. 11 touchdowns. I'm really starting to change, like, how much I weigh landing spots. Yeah. I know I know. they're so exciting, you know, when we get them because it really helps us identify who their role, are, who their role will be. But one of the reasons I was down on Justin Jefferson was the pass volume you know, in, in Minnesota, like I'm down on him, but when meaning when I was splitting hairs, he still was a first round talent. But the reason I had like somebody like Rager above him is I thought there was more opportunity. AJ Brown last year, nobody liked him because he went to Tennessee. I mean, it, it, it to the Titans. It's, it's like, it happens over and over again. Now we have Chase Claypool. My reason for Chase Claypool, who the hell, how is he ever going to get, you know, receptions with all those wide receivers. There's no way. Like it's the same thing that happened to Juju, buddy. I mean, people said the same thing about him when he went to Pittsburgh, that that sure. would be a reason. Sure. He, and he, and the cream rises to the top. We've been saying on this show for three years that with wide receivers, you need to rank them. Like you guys have rank them, stick to it, draft them like that. And, and they'll eventually, if they're good, they're going to play. I mean, it's just, a, that's what happens to all these guys. If they're good, they're going to play. And the guys that aren't as good. Don't, don't play at least not as early. Um, you're you're set with just going with your rankings and how you believe these guys are, you know, most talented, top to bottom in a class. One just do it. 
one inch. Your rankings are as good as anyone else's. Sorry, Mike. No, that's okay. I was going to go back to to Michael though. One of the interesting things you say about that about landing spot. You know, last week we talked about the running backs, and Ceh jumped to the one point oh one all because of his landing spot. Prior to him going to Kansas City, he was not considered the number one running back in the in, no, in that draft. Too. So, no. so if you're going to go with that mentality, especially with wide receivers, then yeah, there wasn't any wide receiver that jumped to the 1.01 because of his landing spot the way the running backs did, you know? So it, it, it is true, The like Jeremy says, the cream rises to the top. If you guys make your rankings that way, it, it would make sense. I do think it's interesting that you said you didn't think that you guys had a consensus, and so far you're, you're the next two players you both said yeah, were both exactly. the same. So that I'm was your amazingly five, close. So yeah. that was your five uh, and six. This is an interesting area here, though. So I, that's what I was going to say. We're on the we're on the seven. We're on to number seven, and and you also mentioned that this was in week ten. We're in week fifteen now. So is there no, any changes updated. to this? Oh, they are oh, updated. They updated. Okay. Yeah, these yeah. are these are yeah. So basically, uh, I actually have a chart on how much I didn't have a ton of movement. My biggest mover was Claypool. Uh, Claypool dropped three spots for me. No, okay. I'm sorry, he dropped two spots. That was my and Ayuk moved three. Hmm. So he was my he was my biggest mover up, and Claypool moved two spots down. Everyone else is like one spot here or no spots. So you're it's at just se- those two guys. So you're at seven right now. So what are you looking at? Now I'm at Jalen Rager. Now, now, and and perfect transition to what we just talked about, right? So you know, if you believe in a guy up front, he hasn't shown it to you yet. Cream will eventually rise to the top. We came up with, I asked Shane. He came up with the same same thing. A lot of people will say for Rager this year, he just didn't have. He didn't have the consistency at the quarterback position. The team is just really, really underachieving all year long. There was a lot of offensive line problems, which doesn't make it easy for um, a young yeah. wide receiver to, to you know. It, for real. It, there, yeah, there's a lot of different reasons why we can feel pretty confident. Um, looking at Rager is maybe an opportunity to 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 buy somebody who didn't pop off because of the oh, yeah because of the ones that have. I mean. It, we've had a fantastic, unbelievable wide receiver year with a wide receiver one. I told you how rare that is in a season again with no preseason, with very little off season. I think it's it's, it's incredible, and 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 you could you could easily argue that Regardus needs an off season. You know, yeah, they don't the, all take off fast. They don't. It's impossible for all these guys to just hit it, hit the ground running. There's too many variables. But if you thought he was great and um, he's shown you something, then, yeah, you should probably still think he's great and, and hope for the best going forward. You can't give up on him yet. For fuck's sake, he's a rookie. Go ahead, Swagger. The, the interesting thing, I mean, when you bring that up, Panero, you talk about how he hasn't really had good quarterback play, and I'm, I'm not debating that at all. But you look at this group we just talked about, Jefferson, Lamb, Ayuk, Higgins, Judy, Claypool, my next guy. Outside of, like, Claypool and – Jefferson who's had any consistent quarterback at all it's really like all these quarter all these wide receivers are gonna be freaking studs once they have their quarterback in place um but I'm not giving Rager the day off I'm making no excuses for him and I'm going LaVisca Chenault here all right yep you're right we're gonna start to deviate (laughs) <laughs> no, hey, man. You when you start we, reading we, LaVisca Chenault, who's done nothing when he's been on the field except for one game over nothing. Raider, you should deviate. And the fact that he always he plays like a, a, a running back from that position and just always gets himself banged up. He's electric, but I, I just I look at guys like that, and the, my only thing is, am I ever going to be able to start him, like put him in and and seriously not wonder if I should have started somebody else instead? <laughs> I mean, you know, you honestly, know. there's are there there's just going to be weeks where he goes off and weeks where he's not. Whereas with a lot of the running uh, running backs, <laughs> Shane, no, a lot of the wide receivers <laughs> We're going back that to you have backs. are guys that I feel like will be consistent. Starting with those top few guys, like you could probably rely on them, plug them in as your, you know, top one of your top three wide receivers on a given week. Chenault, I love him, but unless I'm plugging him in somewhere on a bye week right now, I, and, and maybe that changes, but he just strikes me as that player that you're just never going to know when he's going to go off the hook. But isn't that also uh, what happens when you get down here to the seven, eight, nine spot anyways? You know, you're yeah, not talking about point. one of the top there, guys. There's some fun Sometimes. guys to talk about, but I mean, you have to imagine he's going to have either Lawrence or Justin Fields next year. He's going to have a better quarterback. 
another thing that's nice about him, you know, you're, you he's him. kind of gadgety. I'll tell you what, man, if James Robinson is out this weekend, fire Chenault up and hmm. he's going to get some carries out of the backfield. Like hmm. he, he does different stuff, you know, that just all these wide receivers, I mean, uh, a few of them had carries, but not like Chenault, man. And he's I really it. think his situation is going to be better. He's a badass. I, I like what you have here. What's it's that, Jane? He's got 17 rushing attempts on the year. I mean, I think he is what he is. He's nice when he's on the field. He's going to be hurt a lot. I don't believe in injury prone, but, you know, he, he does think he's a running back. Um, <laughs> he thinks he's a running back? <laughs> yeah, I got to be honest. If he gets Trevor Lawrence, which it doesn't – well, Jacksonville's in the, the lead for that. I don't yeah, know how right much now. Lawrence is going to use him as a check down option. Um, but we'll see. I mean, that's all, that's all hyperbolic. It's all philosophical <laughs> at this point. Hyperbole. And then after that, I'm going to go Pittman and throw it to Fenero. <laughs> Without even talking about Pittman, you're just going to say Pittman and then throw yeah. it over to him. <laughs> Look Wait, at his what face. Michael Pittman, what week was Michael Pittman the wide receiver? One out of his <laughs> oh, he had so a week. a week for him, too. A couple weeks back, I think. Dude, there have been so many wide receiver ones this weeks. year. Uh, it was mostly, in, in, fair, in fairness, it was mostly in the beginning of the season. Jeff Jefferson's pretty much had a stranglehold on that in the second half yep. of the year. Where he's well, Matt Cap had it pretty there. strong for a couple weeks. And then oh, we had just a couple dynasty. more. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> oh, oh, overall. <laughs> talking about rookies oh overall. no, no, yeah. Overall, it was C.D. Lamb after two weeks. Then it was D.K. Metcalf after four weeks. Oh then God. it was Justin Jefferson became the number one rookie and the number one dynasty wide receiver. And T. Higgins is up there, too. Yep. Every every wide receiver over the age of 23 is no longer uh, <laughs> ranked. And you know what's funny that you just mentioned that? Again, we have the gentleman on from Rookie Fever. Is this something that you guys see a lot with the wide receivers, or was this a product of COVID and the crazy year that we had this year, or or is that something that's happened over the years where every week it's a different guy? Great question. Thank yeah. you. Well, first off, first off, the wide receiver <laughs> positions volatile. I remember there was a time where Swags and I that look at every single snap uh, were like, "Wow, Justin Jefferson, he's great, but he's inconsistent." Well. So is every wide receiver. Like, so that's that's going to happen. Then you throw every in <laughs> every wide receiver is inconsistent. I mean, you know, Devontae Adams just threw up like six points for me in, in week 15 of, you know, the semifinals. You know, <sighs> it, it, it sucks. You yeah. know, it happens. You know, he had a good matchup, too. I mean, the, the shit happens. And um, so so is there volatility? Yeah, there's volatility because they're wide receivers. There's volatility because they're rookies. And there's volatility because there was no offseason and a lot of quarterback changes. Yeah. We just went through We just went through this list. The only quarterback that was actually, you know, his duties were taken away from him was Carson Wentz. All these other guys were injuries. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a wacky season, yeah. But we talk know, about, I think part we of talk the about problem, chemistry. Go ahead. I think part of the problem is group thought grew. And a lot of people have a hard time getting out of group thought and like watching those ebbs and flows of the players this year is just, I mean, it's ludicrous. I'll tell you what, man, you start watching, you pay attention. Those players we were talking about, usually those, like they come out of Thursday games or Monday games. Those are when the wide receiver ones and rookie ones happen because those are the games that we're all focusing on at the same time. And we're all talking to each other at the same time. We're getting excited at the same time. That's when like the, the hate comes on Fridays, the hype comes on Fridays, <laughs> same with Tuesdays. That's the way it works out. Like those games are the, the games that those players are coming out of because there's just one game to watch. Everybody's focused on yeah. it together. Yeah. And, and that's when it happens. It's ridiculous that nobody's seen the pattern. I mean, honestly, so just try to like, I don't notice patterns. I was going to say, <laughs> There's so like many. A lot of work. <laughs> there's so many I, patterns people you just should like notice. to mess them up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you know what's very, what's really interesting if you wrap all of it together. What you just said, Michael, when you said that the the inconsistency of all the quarterbacks didn't. Kirk Cousins play the entire season? Like, yeah, he didn't he miss any games. He, he and, took Cousins out of that. He, did, he said, except but, for Jefferson. But that's what I was just going to say to you. It, 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 is it possible that the reason Jefferson is so good is because he did have that consistency the entire season with the same quarterback? And maybe some of these other wide receivers may have been better if they did have that consistency with their quarterback. Well, yeah, I mean, look at the list of wide receivers and, and name a quarterback that's better than cousins on those lists of top seven wide receivers other than ben roethlisberger who's 
you know, should be mm-hmm. in prison. Yeah. So that's why I'm a saying. Great point. Maybe I that's know? why he is number one. Yeah. Uh, uh, imagine Justin that, yeah. Jefferson with a good quarterback. <laughs> he, he has I a was, great quarterback. He has a great quarterback yeah. every year. But people love the trash Kirk Cousins. They really do. They really do. I mean, I wish I was that good at quarterback where you can say I suck when I do that. Kirk Cousins is better than 20, 20, no, I was going to say 20%, which isn't very, it's not impressive. 20, 20 of the other percentages, bro. I, I think you're probably right, honestly, and and we can keep the probably out of there. But it's still like uh, somebody said it's just kind of fun to trash him. Who, who's better? Who's that. better this year, Kirk Cousins or Derek Carr? Kirk Cousins, like cousin. easily cousin or cousins, yeah, and he's also cousins. Still playing football. Cousins. Yeah, uh, easily, easily. Oh, uh, listen, Derek, Derek Carr's the reason I lost three of my games this week when he pulled Thank his yeah, groin yeah, injury. Yeah, brother. Me too, brother. <laughs> that was it the wasn't one. bad enough. I lost Prescott, but then Derek Carr yeah. and oh, then no. Elliott decided not to play. Thank you very much. That I lost by one point four. Oh, yeah. and then everybody already knows how much I hate freaking Taysom Hill, who stole my touchdown from Kamara. But whatever. Well, Kirk Cousins is always going to be that. I'm sorry. Kirk Cousins is always going to be that quarterback until he's done playing that nobody wants. Yes. And that you just end up with, and you're just like, oh well, he was quarterback twelve again this week. Like yeah. that's super, super cheap like, shit. You know, damn it, I should have been yeah. nicer. I really miss Kirk Cousins. Oh, he doesn't have the upside. He's just a quarterback one every week. Oh my god, like that too. Matt Stafford is a really good quarterback, but no, he still doesn't get the props that really good quarterbacks get because he plays for Swag's team up there in Detroit. I, I swear, <laughs> he does some really cool stuff, man, and he has for a long time. And I never liked him coming out of the draft or anything. I was like, yeah, whatever. And it grew on me. And I'm like, I can't believe how much he gets beat on because he's, I think he's really good. But uh, we, let's get the eighth pick. I was going to say, yeah. Let's... pick from Aardvark TV. And then we don't need to do them all. We should just talk about some of the, the valuations you guys have and what you're, what you're doing. Are you trading for these guys and stuff? But Pittman at eight for Swags. What do you have, Fanero, at eight? Uh, Denzel Denzel Mims, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I I do like that though. I like. Now I want to hear your top ten. I was just gonna say, why don't you just do, just do (laughs) your, just do your eight, nine, and ten, and then we can go to the question you were asking. Yeah, go ahead. Just finish out your list, and then we'll talk about it. All right. So right after Mims, I have Michael Pittman, and right after Pittman, I have Brian Edwards. Nice. You still have Edwards in your top ten. I like that. What about you? I feel, like I, gotta, I feel like I got to leave him there. That's the reason I brought up the car conversation. There was two rookies that wound up, right? And and we can't get anything out of them. I don't <laughs> think it, 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 it just sucks a little bit. Brian, Edwards. I mean, when you have Nelson Aguilar, you're not going to get on the field. <laughs> All right, Swags, you're up. So, so, how, dead is, so how, how dead is Brian Edwards? He just said he's his number 10 guy. Yeah, he's I think, not dead. I think he's dead. Yeah, he'll be around. I've heard this talk about him being dead, but I mean the 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 real thing is that he did have a pretty significant ankle injury, right? The foot, whatever his yeah. the injury. I remember it, coming in, starting behind. Get, I mean, I think everything was just kind of delayed for him, and things didn't work out. But a lot like Rager, I I think the. I really do think the sky's the limit for Edwards. And I, I saw some stuff out there, some stats comparing him to other rookie wide receivers. I think people are kind of missing the point at how, you know, the, the breakout age is one thing, but he's a, he's a really good wide receiver and he's going to put it all together, I think. But Swag's nine and 10. Do you have Mims and Edwards? So <laughs> why, why do you laugh? Go, you ask him I, and then you laugh. This are so freaking close. I love it. Nine, I go, nine's when I finally give you guys some Rager love. And then oh. 10, I go to, Mims, 11, I go to Edwards, then 12, I go to Ruggs, 13, I've got Darnell Mooney, who, I mean, man, if if Allen Robinson's out of there, I might love me some Darnell Mooney, and then I went to our rookie favorite, Gabriel Davis. Ah. Good for you, bro. 14 deep, look at you. I I mean, that's kind of, that's just, how high did you go, Fanero? Oh, I can I can keep going pretty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at you. I go I go all the way down to uh, to Quentin Cephas and Oh, nice. Um, nice. But no, I mean I I love the two names that that Swags brought up, Mooney and Davis. These are these are guys that I I know Swags and I have bought in in a lot of our leagues. We talk about them every single week. They're outside the fringe of of the wide receivers you're you're talking about. For example. Uh, we have Michael Pittman on our list in the top 10. We have Mims. They're wide receiver 104 and wide receiver 80, respectively. Darnell Mooney is wide receiver 50, hmm. just to give it some context, right? So 
he's been he's been doing it. He's also uh, rookie wide receiver six on the season. Mooney is Mooney wide wow. receiver. He's doing really well, man. Of our of our rookies, he's wide receiver six. Mooney and Gabriel Davis. Is, it, it seems like Swags Swags and I almost make a joke about it, but it seems like we talk about him every single show. Hmm. And they're just two guys we really, really, really like. Um, and this goes to your point. Madman, it's just about like you know guys you want to kind of target. Uh, again, we I think a lot of people look at rookies and they look at they look at the top and they don't really look at the bottom. These are two guys on the bottom that um, are in decent situations, decent contract situations. Hopefully, in situations where the quarterback changes. In one case, but um, in either case, I I I would definitely keep an eye on both of them. Yeah, I mean, John Brown's probably not going to be around. Cole Beasley has done awesome, but I mean, he's not going to be, he's not the future there like Gabriel Davis, right? I mean, do you always keep an eye on the bottom? Always. <laughs> yeah, I love Darnell Mooney. Um, I've always been know. more about, about her bottom. Though. Oh, yeah, my God. Always. I don't know. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, like top, <laughs> imagine right? a season that Mooney would have had if Nick Foles didn't underthrow him every. <laughs> Pass attempt. Yeah. Like, it was just really disgusting. Sh- just just you know watching what? it. We need to do it. We need to p- come up with a player that we just we we talk about on every show just because. Like we we throw them in as like our. Uh, you Josh should. Adams. We did that for what? Yeah, Josh Adams. We have that every year we have one. Of We've talked about Josh Adams a lot this year. You know, I I, I want to say something based on what we did last week. We were able to get through the wide receivers without any without any real yep. problems. I know that Shane made a joke at the beginning of the show, but you know, for you guys. There is the quarterback position and there is the tight end position. I mean, we've we've talked about the wide receivers. Is there any tight ends or any quarterbacks? I mean, quarterbacks are kind of easy. So are there any tight end rookies that you want people to be aware of or to go after or to trade for? I know Jeremy's raising his hand and Shane said there isn't any, but what do you two guys think? I've been so excited about Harrison Bryant this year. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I knew that. And that's I was Jeremy's excited before he went to the Browns and then it went. <laughs> no, off. that's I, Jeremy's I, hand. I was, I'm not going to lie and say I was excited about him then. I'm not going to do that. What, <laughs> what I, I'm not saying you're lying, man, man. I'm sorry. No, I'm he's been talking about him. He's been talking about him for a long time and he drafted him in every rookie draft that I'm in with Jeremy. He got him. I tried to. Yeah. I mean, I'm not full of shit on stuff like that. I, I mean, stick by my players. Like I'll stick with Brian Edwards until that dude dies i don't care and that goes I, back to it goes back to you know me trying to change my process and and not highlight opportunity or 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 uh landing spot because this is a this is seemingly a horrible place for him to be right and it seemed like any single chance they had to get him on the field they did it hooper or not they got him on the field Najoku or not they got him on the field they know what they have in him. It's only a matter of time. The Jokus will be go- will be gone. They run more two tight end sets, I think, than anyone in the league. I think they run three tight end sets. They, um, they did last sometimes. Time. Yeah, they did that. The I think they run game five they tight end sets. Sometimes tight end sets. <laughs> they did. They had the Joku, Bryant, and Hooper out there on the same down. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, so I, he he's a name I, I wanted to bring up before we bring in bring up some of the, the the names at the top. Some names that 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 can't really even see the field, like Adam Troutman. I I, I own Adam Troutman maybe I don't know seventy five seventy percent of leagues where Good. he was just so inexpensive, and um you know and 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 I really do think that that's you know all tight ends you got to wait, which is why I think Harrison Bryan is so exciting. Like he, sure. You know, his name was coming up in rookie top 12s, um, you know, two, three times this season. And again, it wasn't just when Hooper uh, had that, uh, what was it, his appendix burst or something like that, and we missed three games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, caught fire. Yeah, it caught fire. It wasn't just that. I mean, they're always trying to get him on the field, but um, Adam Troutman, and then, you know, you see uh, Chicago using the hell out of Komet. Um, there's, there, it seems like Komet might, you know, might have a nice year too. It, they've committed to him now. They're not concerned about Jimmy Graham. Um, he's had a, a respectable last two or three weeks. Swags, do you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I would, uh, I don't know. If, was that in any particular order for Nero? No, I didn't rank tight ends. Because yeah, I mean, those are it, the guys, you know, and then there, I mean, there's Albert. Wouldn't o. be hard to do. Yeah, Albert, <laughs> Albert O is, yeah, good too. What's that? 
No, I was just it, Shane is uh, Shane's going. That's because pfft, is what he said. He's, why sh- they he's shitting on it. Yeah, he's shitting on him. But but that's why I, that's why I asked these guys. Even we already know that, that Shane shit on him. Swag instinctively brings up Albert O, who um, <laughs> is buried behind Noah Fant, tourist ACL. It's cool. Like. It's it's not like Cleveland has any targets. Harrison Bryant's probably going to be tight end one next year, right? <laughs> but I mean, even like, but Troutman, Alberto. I mean, but Noah's been a little beat up. Yeah, Alberto had some flashes. I mean, he's the fourth rookie tight end overall right now. Damn, yeah, that's a talented brutal. guy. There were high hopes for him. I, I mean, not, I don't agree with Shane that you know they all suck. They, you know, they don't do a lot in their rookie seasons. I think that you know five of these guys come out of this class, and we're glad. I mean, it's cool to see the tight ends, you know, the tight end rankings be what they are. Like for a long time, it was a wasteland after the top few guys. Absolutely, it's really well, like now there are startable guys pretty deep on the list. I'm glad to see it because I hate that position. It, I'm trying to figure really, out who to start. I hate it. It's it's. A, it, it's I'm really glad a we have you. Know if you're gonna go in, all in and tight end. No, I, I don't know why anybody would go all in on tight end <laughs> rookie drafts. But if you're if those are the players that you're drafting, you need There's to two tight end. Start to right. on, but, but even that, even at that, dude, I mean, I think you need to pack practice patience with these positions and you're going to get those guys that eventually are chase young. You know, they, it takes long for some of these guys to develop at this position. Yeah. Another mm-hmm. guy I have stashed a lot. I mean, if you didn't like Albert, Oh, you'll hate this, but <laughs> I've got a lot of Hunter Bryant stashed behind like Hawkinson shares just in case maybe at some point he develops That's a really he, long play. No, I'm just right, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I don't no, know. It, I mean, it, it might pan it out. It probably is, you know, it probably is, but if Hawkinson gets beat up at the right time and I mean, I'm not going to go try to get Hunter Bryant from you. He's probably owned in most of our leagues, and, and he's probably yeah. close to free too at or, this point. Like, right, exactly. It, right. Um, but do you, or, let me ask you this: Do you see any of any of the rookies from this this tight end class being future tight end top five? No. How about just tight end one? No, tight end one. Honestly, outside of the big three or four tight end, I mean, it's 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 hard to be one of the top three or four tight ends. Really unlikely. All I was going to say, or if we just want to put like a little bookmark in 2020 and look to 2021 mm. and Kyle Pitts. <laughs> oh, so yeah, now we're moving on to the rookies next year. <laughs> all, all, well, you have to eventually turn the page. And all I'm saying the is like. did you just do? Did you just play a mulligan <laughs> on Dynasty Trades HQ, dude? Yeah, he did. He, he, he did a mulligan. Now he's, now he's the Debbie guy. No, 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 no. no. All, all, all I'm trying to say is this is a guy that many people are already talking about as a first-round rookie pick, right? So we're back to Hawkson and Fant territory next year is all I'm saying. These guys are not going to be tight end ones. We're yeah. looking for I, I mean, I would, they might be a tight I, end one, but they're not going to be a top five tight end now. To, to answer your question, Shane, without answering so. it, I would go out and try to <laughs> acquire Troutman and Cole Komet to add to my team as a piece that I think could be a viable tight end. Yeah. A tight end five, though, like what? I mean, that that's that's not even as cool as it sounds, really, because it's yeah. so inconsistent <laughs> that it's. I mean, it's that bottom tier where they're all like averaging ten to twelve points a week, you know. So I just uh, love. Yeah, I, I would go out and get those guys. It's actually a just good question. You look at because oh, yeah. Canaro, it's hard to be a tight end, top three tight end. So oh, absolutely. I'm just saying it's a great question by Shane. Show some patience, buddy. <laughs> Okay, I like that Finero brought up Kyle Pitts last year, and that for next year he also ignored Pat Fryermuth, which is whatever. Um, there's several. In this class. There's, yeah, well, you yeah, like there's that a few one. guys. It should be a good class. It should be a class. That that that's the class where Kyle Pitts. Like I've had people asking me, like, do you think 107 is too early for him in a tight end premium league? And I'm like, well, first of all, I have no idea what 107 is going to look like next year, but probably not. Yeah. Not in a premium, yeah, tough, especially in a tight end premium. Well, round. if we're gonna if we're gonna wrap the entire thing up, which what that is what we're gonna do, um, Michael <laughs> okay, Michael yeah. started off by saying the the percentage of a wide receiver even being in the top ten as a rookie. So for you to even think that any of the tight ends would be anything other than what they are, it's yeah, what ever. tight ends have always ever. been. I, I know. Ever, I meant ever. If any of these guys are no, ever going to be top ever. five tight ends, and that's the point. The, the tight Tight ends are always the hardest one out of all the position players to know who's well going to be anything. And it, and it could take a long time, which goes back to uh, 
um, Michael's uh, uh, tight end garden that he has. So um, I think what we're going to do is we're going to wrap this up. We do have uh, our Patreon show to do. But before we go, why don't we have you guys tell everybody a little bit about yourself and where they can find you. All right. I am Michael Funaro, not Funaro. Uh, you can find me over there only in one place. I'm over there with Swags for Swags. It's been like what? We can't celebrate our third yet, but two and a half years, I believe, we're at. Um, we, so we, we are officially ending our third season. Yeah, that, ending oh. our third season. Yep. yep. Yeah, I think we started up in August, so we have a little way to go before we hit our third anniversary. But um, it's been it's been a pleasure since day one, Swags. Uh, that's where you'll find me. Um, anybody listening, if you want to enter my, uh, my podcast, um, top 10 sound bites, you can be a listener or a podcast. I know I didn't get anything from HQ yet. Um, <laughs> are you kidding me? Do you have yeah. any like, uh, hints here at who's, who's been pretty at the top of your list? Here? No, no hints. No hints. Come on, but, man. No, 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 no. I feel I like, I feel like Deborah's going to win. Deborah on the shed. Deborah on the shed's got a chance, but. Um, I've gotten actually a, a pretty decent amount of entries. I've been happy about that, but I was hoping with, uh, with all the people to listen to HQ that maybe we get at least you guys on there. If not, some <laughs> of your listeners can nominate, um, some others, but what I want to do is I want to do this every year. So hopefully it grows a little bit and just gets, uh, gets all of us who do this. This is not easy what we do, especially if you do it, like you guys had talked about it just last week, doing it week in and week out, being loyal to it, never missing um staying what did team. what did jeremy call shane last week <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to talk about sound bites we got plenty of inappropriate sound bites for yeah, you but for you shane you cut them out like there's be a great snuff film one but <laughs> that for some reason that couldn't make the main show we almost had that as the title of the show that week the snuff film but um but uh <laughs> Panero, I cut you off when you were talking about these amazing dudes. But when when is that due also? Like when do you want people to get those into you? Yeah, so my my goal was to release it week 17. So uh, a lot of the a lot of the work's got to be done over the holiday. So I put out I put out a tweet today that said there was 3 days left for entries. Oh. Um there's a there's a chance because obviously the third day falls on the holiday that I'm probably going to extend that. That was more of an urgency thing to make people feel like, "Oh shit, I guess I better do it now." Uh the reality is for for all your listeners and you guys, it'll be the end of this weekend. That's Christmas. I can't take any more. <laughs> I know. I and know. there's I'm our well soundbite. There's our soundbite well right there. Uh, Shane yelling, that's Christmas. <laughs> Dude, you guys have to have a lot, honestly. It's tough to find them sometimes, but yeah, you guys it, have a lot of moments. I think that's where it's breaking down is I had to actually ask people to give me not only the podcast name, but the episode and approximately where in the episode. Nobody wants to do the work. It's so much. Yeah, it's so much work, but no, no. You clipcast for that. So just yeah. for example, like if you went to Clipcast and you looked up snuff films, um, <laughs> and filtered the snuff it to like fantasy football podcast. Stop like, it. Because, you know, there's probably a lot of references <laughs> to snuff films. But you would at least get it broken down for you. Gosh, too, somebody could get in trouble for doing that Google search. So how about you, Swags? <laughs> um, uh, I put in an entry, actually, and I yes, plan on did. winning. Um, did. I'm Swagzilla 0 G. At Rookie Fever with Panero, as he just said, and then doing the Superflex City thing and Super Flexible with uh, your boy here, Madman. So thanks for sharing him with me. Absolutely. Us. us. Well, yeah, that's about it, man. <laughs> Jeremy, do you want to say anything? Ready for the holidays. <laughs> Jeremy, he just he just talked about you. You don't want to say anything? I was just I was just oh, waiting. He, to he knows how things go. Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to. Thank you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't like, like what the way he he's looking at. He's looking I, at. I know I didn't understand what was going on. It was all frozen. So yeah. Shane, tell everybody about our Patreon account. Uh, we have a Patreon account. You get swag <laughs> and stuff. Not swags. Oh my god! Swag. You get That'd swags. Be cool. That'd be cool. We, we will not People box Shane leave, up. Dude. And People probably house. leave, dude. Um, what else do we do? We do extra podcasts. We do the uncensored version of this podcast, written content, hand jobs. I will sleep <laughs> over at your house. Um, How do you slip hand jobs in there really quick? <laughs> you can always slip a hand job in real quick. Um, I, uh, yeah, that's, that's, we do a bonus podcast, uncensored podcast. Oh. 
written content. Uh, we're going to start giving swag out to the HQ crew members. Um, depending on the time of the year, I might drive out to your house and stay over if you're a patron. Um, that's about it. All right, Jeremy, Stay tell everybody about our store and, and hopefully our uh, oh, Matthew Berry shirt. I bought a mask from our store this week, by the way. Oh, guys. It's so cool. The it, mask is so cool. We have a really great store over at Store Envy. You can find it at dthq.storenvy.com. Shirts, hats, stickers, mugs, and our very own mask, our very own COVID 2020 mask. It and does Mike not say fuck <laughs> Yeah, nice. well, that's how we're marketing it. That you know, <laughs> screw screw COVID, um, you know, because we have this mask to protect you, and um, it, it actually is a really good, high quality mask um, with our super great new logo, almost emblazoned across the entire front of it. Shane bought one, so you know it's top quality. Oh, he's wow. probably going to use it as a thong. But, um, anyway. <laughs> no, no, Michael just saw it. Wait, he just yeah. saw it online. I'm, I'm all, yeah, I'm on the right. store right now. It's on this uh, very <laughs> um, badass. I just need to get a moment. I went into um, a COVID party wearing this mask um, just to party. test it out. Yeah, yeah. everyone <laughs> had COVID. What the hell is a COVID party? <laughs> COVID party where everyone had COVID. <laughs> and um, I had my mask on just to see if I would get it. No. Um, do and not listen to him. It. He did not do that. How do you know? I, yeah. I would like for you to tell me how you know that I did not go to the COVID party. Because and first of all, we do don't we do not want people that listen to this think that it's okay to go to a COVID party. And if you tell unless, people you did, they would unless, think it's okay. Unless they have a Dynasty Trades HQ oh COVID mask. Then yeah. you're immune from it. Also from um, uh, measles, <laughs> uh, malaria. <laughs> And uh, the flu. The you can also use it as a dental dam. Uh, okay, and Aardvark TV. There's our clip uh, to <laughs> to put in it, for the awards. <laughs> it's all Shane wearing one? to that. Uh, when you sign up to be a patron, that's all Shane wears for the sleepover. Is that Dynasty Trades HQ mask? And he'll wear it anywhere you want him to. So, oh, I'll... <laughs> God. Also, so check out our Twitter account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check out our iTunes account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Guys, I really appreciate you coming. We really appreciate you coming back. Uh, Two weeks in a row. uh, We had a lot of fun last week, and this week was great, too. And I hope you guys have a great holiday as well, and everybody else listening there. And hey, anybody that's still in a fantasy bowl, good luck. And good luck to Shane, Jeremy, and I. Against Matthew Barry next week. You're in going DFT. down, yeah. Matthew Barry. I know he's listening. You know, there's no way he doesn't listen. Like, there's no way he's not going to bring that up on ESPN. Um, fantasy oh, football yeah. today, right? Oh, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. It's going to be all over. Yeah. <laughs> all right, thanks for listening, and we'll talk. All by name. Thanks for having us. Guys. We're going to beat you with Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you're welcome, man. Thanks for joining us. We really say appreciate you guys. Wait, right. say I appreciate you guys, man. Congratulations on the three years. Yep. Thank you so much. Say goodbye, Shane. Hey, everyone, have a have goodbye, a happy Shane. Christmas and uh, watch It's a Wonderful Life because it's a great movie. Happy holidays, everybody. We love three you. Hours. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>